movie marks. Hey, Sacco, it's time for us. To hang, do our hang, own. hang on a minute, Kramer. Because <laughs> I have some things that we need to talk about. <laughs> when we started this podcasting journey together, we made a deal, a pact, a brotherhood, an unbreakable agreement. It was simple. I would never mention your long-standing social media feud with the late Big Van Vader, and you would never make me watch any film franchises out of order. And with today's episode, you have undermined the trust we've built over the past year. This is unforgivable, and I genuinely don't know how we move on from this point. But for our fans, I'll do anything, and that's the only reason I've shown up to the studio today. So even though we haven't covered the second the third, the fourth, or even the fifth entries in this franchise. We are the Movie Marks, and today we're grappling with The Marine Six, Close Quarters, starring The Miz, Becky Lynch, and Shawn Michaels. So annoying. <laughs> Welcome to The Movie Marks, the podcast where we discuss movies starring professional wrestlers who act like amateurs. I'm Chris Sacco, and as always, I'm joined by my tag team partner, the Kevin Nash to my Scott Hall, Chris Kramer. Oh, rest in peace, Scott. Unfortunately, Scott Hall doesn't have a lot of film work where we would be talking about him. Yes, uh, Scott Hall, I'm, I'm going to assume for you, which is always a mistake, but, I, but for me, he's one of the first guys I remember that was so popular as a heel, they basically had no choice but to turn him. Yeah, yeah, he was like the original too cool bad guy that it just it it wasn't working as a bad guy. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it, obviously it happened. I mean, Undertaker it happened with to a degree, but Undertaker was just because like the the character was neat. Razor was just so much fun. Like you were every episode of any show he was on, you were just dying to watch him and watch him wrestle. Yep. And it just and didn't he, work and anymore. And he never changed anything. Yeah, he never changed anything. He, he never kept that same character, and it stuck. He never changed anything from when he was the diamond stud, <laughs> if when he was part of DDP's stable before DDP was a wrestler. It's the same character. He just added the the fake uh, Cuban accent. That's all he added when he moved. I will always. I always loved when he handed his chains off and said, "If something happens to these." <laughs> Something is happening to you. <laughs> and then he would throw the toothpick at, like, the roadie on the side of the ring. <laughs> yep. God, I love that. Yeah, so so a sad week for uh, for wrestling fans as, as we lost Scott Hall, but but his work will live on. Also, this, this, this is a different podcast now, but um, Scott Hall, whenever anyone asks the question, most surprising person never to hold a world title, it's always Scott Hall or Kurt Hennig. That's it. That's the list. Yep. So before we get to the episode that's going to ruin our show forever, <laughs> um, <laughs> we have some listener feedback into the Movie Marks toll-free hotline. And uh, this one is less feedback and more of a demand or a question, I guess. I don't know. But Mike writes in to ask, when are we doing Ready to Rumble? So when are we doing Ready to Rumble, Kramer? Oh, <laughs> uh, that's, you know, that's a hard one because that is the Mount Rush, one of the Mount Rushmores of wrestling cinema. I almost, I... I I don't disagree, but I almost feel like because it's WCW centric, no one cares about it to the extent of the bad classic WWF wrestling movies. Yeah, it's it's something we will eventually get to, but it's it's going to be down the road, I think. Th that that feels like a live show thing where 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 people are paying us. <laughs> yeah, or if it's really more part of our secret Martin Landau podcast. 
Martin Landau was in that? He sure was. He trains them to become wrestlers. Oh man. I yeah. That's I, I would I would do a Martin Landau podcast. There was a stretch of my youth where Martin Landau was like the go-to veteran actor you threw into everything. And now, with all this talk, this is no longer a secret Martin Landau podcast. <laughs> you are listening to the Martin Landau podcast. <laughs> well, we'd have to we'd have to name it like all our podcasts. So it's it's what Landau cast or Landcast Landcast. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, because it sounds like Hershey Park Landcast. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Uh, the only way to find a more niche, uh, 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 skip it. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> <laughs> All righty, Kramer. So you're you're gonna tell us, and you better recap the movies we didn't. You know what? Actually, no, don't, because I don't want spoilers for those, because I still haven't seen them. So <laughs> just just go ahead, tell us about the Marine Six, which continues nicely from the Marine One. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Well, The Marine Six, this is a 2018 film directed by James Nunn. Hey, Sacco, <laughs> how many good movies has he directed? Well, he's directed at least two, but I've only seen one. Well, the real answer is none. <laughs> yeah, my, my note there was not quite James Gunn, huh? <laughs> oh, that's a good one, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, so, uh, so I, no, stop talking. So <laughs> I, I guess I should just recap for, you know, listeners who care. I refuse to watch film franchises out of order. I refuse to watch TV shows out of order. I won't even skip an episode of Scooby-Doo in case it spoils the one after it. So the fact that we're watching number six directly after number one, like, I'm going to be vocally angry about this the whole episode. All right, go ahead, Kramer. James Nunn. Hey, listen, like every good tag team, one of us has to turn on the other eventually. Yeah. So this is it. This is our... This is our villain story. M much like uh, th this is uh, much like one of our stars throwing me into a uh, barbershop mirror. <laughs> so James Dunn directed the Marine Five. So I guess that's how he got the six. Uh, he also <laughs> directed a movie called Eliminators that starred Wade Barrett. So Save consider it. that consider that an Easter egg for the movie Mark Cinematic <laughs> Universe. <laughs> Save it. We're not there yet. And his currently in production film is called Jet Ski. Just Jet Ski. He has a movie called Jet Ski. Okay. Are, are we going to cover that? Is there? There's definitely a wrestler in that, right? There is not. I looked it up, but it is just called Jet Ski. <laughs> well, I'm excited about that. <laughs> All right. So our film opens on The Miz and HBK sparring. Uh, the Miz is playing, of course, Jake Carter, as we know from the previous Marine films. God, I hate you. <laughs> Uh, there's a lot of fun banter back and forth. Uh, HBK has not been in any of these movies. This is his first one. So he quickly fills us in on his entire backstory <laughs> yeah. as Luke Trapper. Oh, these names, man. These names. <laughs> they're, they're just, he's the command, he's Jake's commanding officer. They've served multiple times and he took a bullet for him. Everyone's caught up on who this is? Yeah, th this is the weirdest sparring scene I think I've ever seen. Because they're in the middle of, I guess, a kickboxing gym. And then there are just people around them not sparring. They're just doing, like, their own workout with, like, their earbuds in. And then yeah, it's like if it's like if two guys were fighting at your local gym. Yeah, it's so bizarre. Like, no one's paying any attention to them. They're just rolling around the mats. <laughs> you know, it's very weird. <laughs> and, and, and the entire time they're fighting, it's just conversations about what bar to go to before they go to a sporting event that is not clear. Kramer, did you did you make note of the greatest credit in the history of film? Did you make note of it? I did not. You're the credits guy. 
So this film is edited by Chuck Norris. No, it's not not that Chuck Norris, right? I do not know if it is the Chuck Norris, but it is a Chuck Norris, and that's good enough for me. I mean, is this one of those scenarios where there's another guy named Chuck Norris, and it's a complete office space thing where he refuses to change his name? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, if if they were both in the Screen Actors Guild, he'd have to, but (laughs) I guess in the Editor's Guild, it's not necessary. (laughs) (sighs) So here we learn that Luke is, uh, he works at the Veterans Association, the VA. And Jake, as we know from previous films, is an EMT. Yeah, that that was, I mean, whatever. I, I'm, we're going to miss some stuff, but that was weird to me, too. The plot of the other movies is that he's an EMT. <laughs> yeah. I've never, I even by accident, I've never seen any of the other Marines, so I hope they are all EMT-based stories. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just uh, standalone episodes of Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, speaking of the Northwest, we cut to... <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Very good. We cut to the lush, full woods of Oregon, and we see a woman jogging. Of course, there is absolutely no one else around, so you know this is going to end poorly for her. Yeah, you're saying a woman, and that's generous. She's like 15, and where in the fuck is she running? She's like <laughs> legitimately running through like lumber fields. It looks like Wolverine yeah. is cutting down trees <laughs> near her. She is in the deep part of the forest. It's, it's like she's about to like fall off the edge of the earth. It's bizarre. And while she's running, she's listening to a radio news broadcast, I guess, <laughs> on her, her Walkman. I don't know. <laughs> so weird. Uh, and we have this big, we're uh, filming more backstory that we have no idea what's going on about a, a trial for the Irish mob, you know, the big Oregon Irish mob. <laughs> And the minute I hear Irish mob, I immediately know that I bet you Becky has something to do with that. Yeah, yeah, that that was that was retrofitted into the script once they realized they they got Lynch. <laughs> <laughs> we learn that this woman, her name is Sarah, and her father has been sequestered for weeks on the jury for this mob case. Uh, so I think we know where this is going. During this jog, she runs into Becky, who's just in the middle of the woods. <laughs> I guess. I don't know how she just appeared in front of her. Yeah, how did they know that she was going to be there? Yeah, and there's even a, a van with her and, like, assorted thugs. Like, this whole crew snuck up on this woman and just were waiting on the right path somehow. But th- but there's not a whole crew. It's just Becky and the one large goon. And a, and a driver, but we never see. Right, the driver doesn't get out of the car, so thanks for the help, buddy. <laughs> But it's but cold it, out. It looked cold. Come on. It, it did look cold. Why was she jogging? This is the worst bad guy plan because we're about to find out that Becky wants to kidnap this girl, obviously. But there's only two of them, and this girl just runs away from them. <laughs> it's great. She pulls like this girl pulls a full on like yoinks and just like <laughs> yeah. spins out of the way and <laughs> runs away until until she runs face first into a branch like a cartoon. We find out in in like 25 minutes that Becky is in charge of basically the Irish National Army. There's like <laughs> hundreds of of bad guys that she has at her disposal, but for this kidnapping she only brought two and it was the most wide open place to kidnap someone. It's a terrible plan. So they they easily catch her after her her half-hearted attempt to run away. Yes. And Becky makes a phone call, which I've been in the Oregon woods. You are not making a phone call anywhere out there. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> I once drove out there. It took me two hours before I got a signal again. <laughs> you can't even find like a gas station. I had to go to like one of like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre gas stations 
when I was up there. <laughs> so they catch her, Sarah. They make a phone call, and she calls the other half of the Irish mob that has somehow captured Sarah's father, who's been sequestered. So I don't know how they got him. Yeah, I, I was having trouble with this, too. <laughs> <laughs> And they explain to him that if he wants to see his daughter again, that this jury has to be a hung jury so Becky's father, the head of the Irish mob, can go free. She says, hang the jury or we hang your girl. It's great. Oh, that That is pretty good, yeah. Top five bad guy action movie line. Uh, if you want to know, we at no point ever meet her father in this movie. I It was the, so, the Irish mob boss. <laughs> so wild. They don't even show the other side of the courtroom. No. All we ever see is the jury occasionally. We don't ever see. We don't see lawyers. We don't see. It's so wild. It is the weirdest, I guess, cost saving to not cast the Irish mob boss in an Irish mob movie. It's 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 fascinating that they did this. Who is this? So Becky, we, we're calling her Becky. Her name is Maddie, which oh, sure. But she calls this other woman who's like, I guess, her second in command or something. Is that her sister? Did we ever find that out? No, that's. I think her character's name is Cat, but I don't think they're related. So that's wild too. Why are we? <laughs> oh, we're gonna whatever. Go. <laughs> so many, so much weird stuff. So here we go. We've just established what's been going on in this world. Uh, we missed like two and a half hours of a crime dr- of a courtroom crime drama, which is coming <laughs> in at the end of it. <laughs> and we cut back to Jake and Luke, uh, who are driving to an abandoned brewery to visit a vet who has been squatting in this building. Oh my god. This is a weird just how to get us into this building like story. It is bizarre. And and 40 to 50 percent of this movie is shots of the exterior of this abandoned brewery. They yes. were they must have been so excited that they got this location because we just see the outside of this building constantly. And it's, it's an abandoned brewery. At least that's what they tell us it is. It could just be any abandoned warehouse. Yeah. But in an effort to drive home that it's an abandoned brewery, they have decorated it with all of the generic beer posters you see at Spencer's Gifts. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Of like the guy smiling, holding a mug, and it just says beer. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't think you would put that up in a brewery. No, <laughs> that would be enticing your employees to drink. <laughs> yes. These are posters that go up in a shitty like college dorm room. <laughs> so we get there and we meet Graham, who owns this building? Question mark. Yep, didn't get that either. Graham is a real peach, though. He's he's a good he's a good guy. Uh, yeah, no. Graham is your. Uh, we need an asshole to kill off early in this film. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> so don't get attached to Graham, everybody. Nope. Yeah, they telegraph that one. Uh, they go in the building. It's empty. They say that usually there's a lot more people squatting here, so that's weird. Mm-hmm. They find Tommy, who lives so far and so deep into this goddamn fucking thing. I don't know how they found him. Yeah, I, I mean, I also don't know if, if I mean, obviously, we're going to find out this is the bad guy's base, but if they were clearing the brewery, how didn't they find him? Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. know how Sean and the Miz find him, but I also don't know how the bad guys didn't find him. <laughs> uh, we, we meet Tommy, who is essentially hobo with a shotgun. <laughs> He's not happy to see anybody, but Jake bonds with Tommy over the fact that uh, Jake conveniently served with Tommy's son in Afghanistan. Yeah, this is why Luke brought Jake to try and get through to him, but it is so unnecessary I mean, let's be frank. This entire character is unnecessary. It is the weirdest way to get them into this brewery. 
Yeah, they really worked like this is it's like they forgot how to get them into it and this was all they came up with. Yeah, it almost feels like this was not I mean, it was not written as the Marine Six. It was written as, you know, mob brewery or whatever and they wanted to make it a marine thing so they just threw in these vets because it, it doesn't make sense uh, i also noticed here we've been about 13 minutes into this movie and we're on our fifth american flag in the background oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> buckle up for that <laughs> uh so they talk to tommy tommy's not really having any of it they leave they're a little dejected they're on their way out and they hear a scream come from somewhere in the brewery uh so this movie was almost over <laughs> Just so close. <laughs> we were a half an inch from being the end of the movie. Um, so they hear this scream and they go looking and conveniently are able to find her in this giant brewery. Makes no sense. Nope. They bust in on a room where Sarah is being held by Becky and the Irish mob in the most casual chill out like situation. Yes. Yes. They're they're just like Becky's like sitting like half on a couch. She got one leg up. Sarah doesn't even look that uncomfortable, to be honest. No, she's just, you know. Just a little scared, but it seems like everything's been going pretty smooth. So, so Kramer, can I ask? Can I ask a serious question? Sure. So, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Why is the Irish mob using this place as their base of operations for this kidnapping plot? I, I, we've talked about it before, but I hate movies where the plot proceeds by coincidence. And this movie—that's all the movie is. Yep. But this is not even a almost kind of sort of coincidence. This is why the fuck are these people in this brewery? Why? You would think the Irish mob would have many of their own hideouts they could go to with like the know. safe house camp yeah, in the woods. You, you kidnapped her in the woods. No one will find you there. What? the? It's so random that it's so random. And I, and and they, they they like spent the time to clear out the vets who were squatting downstairs. Like, who gives a fuck? Why would you do any of this? It's so much extra work that they didn't need to do. Yes. <laughs> and I'm talking not about the writers. I'm talking about the mob. Yeah, no, the characters in the film they were working hard, not smart. It's it's very very frustrating. Uh, so <laughs> they find the uh, the mob. They find Becky. I'm never gonna call her Maddie. So just deal with yeah, it at this point, listener. Fine. fine. <laughs> Uh, unfortunately, the mob is kind of, uh, ca you know, cavalier about everything. They don't know that they're fucking with the Marine. <laughs> but they're about to find out, Kramer, so. Oh, yes. They should have seen the other four movies. Ah, <sighs> fuck you. <laughs> so, Kramer, this is, this is actually something we can call back to from the Marine one. For some reason, when, when the bad guys confront our Marines, they check their IDs, which I don't know why you would care. And again, much like John Cena in the first Marine, somehow these guys carry I was a Marine cards in their wallet. Is this a thing? I mean, one of my good friends is a Marine or used to be a Marine. I have to ask him if he has this card in his wallet. Because, like, they're going through the wallet. They're like, oh, we got two Marines here. Like, what the fuck? Why are you? <laughs> they all carry around, like, their own personal Marine baseball cards with their stats on the back. Where they from. served. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> It's so wild, and and it, all it does is set up the rest of the movie. The bad guys are just yelling, I'll see you in hell, Marine. You suck, Marine. Boo, Marines. It's like, why are we doing this? It's such a weird... Just as Jake and Luke are trying to, you know, get out of this situation calmly, of course Graham shows up like an idiot. <laughs> he pulls this gun that he's been fucking around with the entire time we've met him, and immediately gets it taken away from him and a knife in the chest. That's right, by... by 
<laughs> Becky Lynch is, is the one who takes him out. She's, oh yeah, Becky is knife at all kinds of people. Yeah, Becky Becky has a thing with knives. Should should we talk about which version of Becky this is? Should we, should we do that? Sure. So this is this is she was still steampunk Becky as a wrestler, but she is playing the man Becky. <laughs> Oh, that is really weird. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I honestly, I think she might have pulled some of this into her wrestling character. I'm not even joking. The leather jacket. So are you saying that the Marine Six is a, an important part of Becky Lynch's career? Kramer, every movie we do is an important part of every wrestler's <laughs> career that, that we're covering. So <laughs> don't pretend otherwise. Good or bad. <laughs> yeah. That's You know what? Yes. <laughs> so during this chaos that Graham caused... Luke and Jake are able to get Sarah and escape into the room next to this room. <laughs> so the, the, our villains are really confused by this. <laughs> yes. Where do they, they go? go into, they just go into the room next door and they're not stuck in there because there's no exit. <laughs> okay. Uh, we use this brief time stuck in this room to go back to the courthouse just yeah. to see that Becky's henchwoman is there keeping an eye on Sarah's father. And that he is having, you know, a lot of emotions over having to clearly say that this man is not guilty, knowing that he is whatever. <laughs> that useless pit stop brings us back to the brewery. Becky has sent out the four-leaf clover signal and called the rest of the Irish mob to the brewery. <laughs> oh, that, I'm going to have to cut that. That's, uh... <laughs> Why? That, that feels the like Irish a, mob. That feels like a hate crime. <laughs> <laughs> And it's like four more cars showed up, but somehow these four cars have like 65 people in them. It's a weird clown car situation. Yeah, there there are so many bad guys. You know that scene in Die Hard where uh, McLean is counting the bad guys and it's like seven and they're on three different floors. If he had yeah. to do that, he would be doing tick marks all the way up his arm. There's hundreds of these Irish bad guys. None of them are well, Irish, by the way, only Becky. But <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Well, it's funny you say that because this is the time in the film where I've decided that this movie is trying to be diehard. Oh, okay. Look, it definitely is. And yeah, I forgot what I was going to say. It definitely is. <laughs> That's the moral. Like of the it story. is it, not so much. It, this movie is trying to be diehard so much that you just start seeing what's going to happen based on having seen Die Hard. Yeah, it's ve it's very much. Yeah, it's it's yeah. I don't know. I I had I had a thought. It's gone. It's just, it's just okay. evaporated <laughs> from my head. But but uh, what I do want to highlight is why does Becky call the reinforcements? She says a great line to one of her henchmen. She says, "Go start searching to see if there are any more Marines wandering around." Huh? What? <laughs> well, didn't they already do that when they cleared out the building? And, and does she think this is a military operation? <laughs> does she think the Marines have literally come to, to find her? What, are, what is happening? <laughs> Team Marine, they're stuck in the room. Uh, lucky for them, HBK, Luke, has a special superpower that he can run through walls like the juggernaut. <laughs> so stupid. And I wish I was kidding because he he tries to do it multiple times in this film. Yeah. Yeah, he thinks it's his thing. But he uh, does it successfully here and proceeds to crash through the wall like a Looney Tunes character. <laughs> yeah. And get into a brief fist fight with a group of Irish thugs in the next room. Yeah. I, I mean, I have questions about this. You know, like you could definitely jump through the wall of a house. I mean, it's just like drywall and plaster, but they're in a brewery. I'm pretty sure most of these walls would be cement. And this building is clearly like decades, decades old. Back when they built things out of 
brick and cement. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, he would. He would have just. He would have broken himself before he broke the wall. Uh, so the fist fights go down. The actual hand to hand stuff in this movie is pretty solid. Yeah, none of the set pieces are bad, really. It's all it's all pretty good. Like the action scenes are pretty good. They're repetitive is the main problem. Yeah. It's the connective tissue that's a problem. Yeah, but I'll also say that I don't think any of the characters we care about are are putting in bad performances. Oh, absolutely not. I actually think this is I think HBK in this is light years better than he was in Gavin Stone. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, yes. But but it it's it's one of those things that it makes you wonder why HBK wasn't pushed in this direction when they were trying that new generation nonsense in the 90s unfortunately sean has a bad history with the marines okay that is true yes when uh <laughs> what was it when he had a he he pretended to be injured so that he didn't have to wrestle dean douglas is that correct yeah yeah when he was beat up in a bar and like i don't even know where isn't the the different podcast now isn't the true story of that that he did get beat up but that then he put on fake makeup to make himself look more beat up so that he yeah, didn't have I the job that, to Shane Douglas? Yeah, it's something real weird about that. I'm sure Shane will tell you that for three hours. Yeah, well, he probably would tell us because he's a Movie Marks <laughs> alum. He's part of the canon. <laughs> uh, anyway, back to our movie. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the the mob, they get hands on Sarah for a split second, but HBK quickly shoots him in the head, so we got violent HBK. Wow, it's he's quite a shot, too. That was like a revolver. He was laying on the floor. That's 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 impressive. Along this time now, I'm also starting to realize that Sarah has the absolute craziest accent I've ever heard. Yep, couldn't pinpoint that. She is uh, this actress, Louisa Connolly Burnham, triple name, solid. Yes, great. Uh, she's British, and she is fighting with all of her energy to have a American accent in this movie. Okay, okay, that that could have been it. Yeah, that that makes sense because because for a time I thought she was also Irish when it was coming through a little bit. And I thought it was a tie-in to the the mob story, but no, it's <laughs> they just didn't have a good dialect coach. <laughs> do, you, though, do you think they had a one, just not a good one? <laughs> uh, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, during this, Becky now uh, she's getting frustrated. She calls for a lockdown of the building, so we get the uh, door chain scene from Lean on Me. <laughs> This was a weird scene, too. So you're telling me that this gang of Irish mobs, first of all, the, the they are running around with military-grade weapons the whole movie. They have, like, enormous, like, shotguns with scopes and, and machine guns with scopes. But yet they also have, like, I don't know, three or four dozen brand-new padlocks and chains. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, well, obviously, Chris, they're from Oregon. They all own bikes. <laughs> So, obviously, they have the padlocks and chains. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that they're doing this with, with bike locks. <laughs> Would have been better if when they pulled up, instead of coming out of those vans, they all just kind of pulled up on their, their 10 speeds. <laughs> Skid into frame. Yep. A couple of them have a food truck. It's a whole Portlandia episode. <laughs> oh, if Fred Armisen popped up in this, I would have popped. <laughs> Uh, so now we lead to this uh, grain shoot sequence that goes on forever. This is wild, man. That is the the John McClane in the vents part of our movie. Yes. The, the Jake and well, their plan is to get from this I don't know tenth floor of the building to the bottom by climbing down a chute that has nothing to hold on to. Yeah. And the plan is for them to just wedge themselves against one side and 
work their way down slowly. Yeah. Uh, I hate to tell you this, but literally anyone that's not a Marine would immediately fall. They won't even be able to wedge themselves against the wall. <laughs> okay, not only is that true, but they show us how much trouble uh, the Miz is having doing it. Like, every, all the close-ups are like, I he, I can barely hang on. The Miz is a giant man who's muscular and fit and probably had some kind of training for this in the Marines. And then they expect this 15-year-old tiny girl to do it as well? Of course nothing's going to work. <laughs> well, she attempts to do it, uh, and she gets about a foot before she just falls right <laughs> down onto the Miz, yes. who is strong enough to keep her in, in the air. <laughs> that's the only part of this that kind of makes sense because I'm pretty sure th they, the two of them, would get wedged pretty easily like that. <laughs> arms and legs everywhere stuck against the side. So they make it a little bit way. She falls onto him. Then they fall. And now it's time for HBK greatest. to get in this shoot. And Kramer. this is Kramer. amazing. Greatest moment of my life coming up. <laughs> Please do it justice. It is amazing. Okay. So, Jake, I'm sorry, Luke, HBK. I'm just going with HBK going <laughs> yeah, forward. It's, it's easier. Tough. Their names are so similar. <laughs> so he gets in there, and the face acting that Shawn Michaels is doing <laughs> as he's working his way down this shoot <laughs> is phenomenal. It's, it is. He's on 11. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Just so much, ugh, ah, ugh, just all this big, gnarling teeth squinting. He is working. Oh, that's great. And during this scene, the bad guys make their way into the room at the top where the shoot starts and just start throwing bags of grain into the shoot, almost like Donkey Kong style, <laughs> yes, throwing <it> barrels down. <laughs> and they are landing on HBK who is balancing them on his head <laughs> so without great. falling. <laughs> it's so great. They're, it's like they're playing, um, what's, what's the, the arcade game? Uh, Skee-Ball. It's like they're playing <laughs> Skee-Ball in reverse because they're, they're sliding these, these basically these cornhole bags down this thing and they're just dropping on Sean's shoulders like at full velocity. It's so great. <laughs> and he's holding them all up while, while wedging himself in this chute. It's amazing. It's so great. But unfortunately, eventually, he can't hold on any longer and he falls and proceeds to fall all the way to the bottom and impales his shoulder on a piece of steel. Man, this was shockingly graphic. Right? This was... This I'm pretty sure this scene was in See No Evil. Yeah, except yeah, except it goes through someone's eye instead of their shoulder. <laughs> uh, so now Sean is hurt. At this point, also, I need everyone to realize that I am talking about Sean's character a lot because I'm starting to realize that Miz the Marine might not be the star of this film. Yeah, I thought that was weird at this point, too. They don't give the Miz a lot to do in this movie. Not even dialogue-wise. No, no, he doesn't have... He's there, for sure. But I also thought in this moment, oh, shit, Sean's going to die because <laughs> he just got impaled. Yeah. So Jake looked at him and the, the metal rod is sticking out of Luke's chest. And he's like, are you OK? I'm no asshole. He's not OK. The <laughs> fucking metal rod sticking out of him. What are you talking about? <laughs> so they're at the bottom. They're hurt. The mob has made their way back down. So we get another fight. Uh, HBK is fighting a guy with a cattle prod. So it's basically a Mountie match at this time. <laughs> And uh, the Miz, he's fighting the the one of the big guys. I don't know. There's so many just giant mutant muscle guys that I can't tell who they are. There are a lot of bad guys in this scene too. Like there, there's like ten bad guys running at them, 
And oh, we should probably point out, do, does anyone care? No, but we should point out that Becky told everyone they can't use guns. That's why we get a lot of fist fighting because they can't kill the girl. So they have to be super duper careful, basically. <laughs> so that's it's that bullshit movie logic. Like, oh, well, we can't do X. So that's why we're just going to punch and kick everyone. At least somebody's like, why not the movie just end if they could use guns? Oh, you're right. Uh, they can't use guns. Good call. <laughs> uh, during this fight with the guy with the taser, uh, HBK f- tells him to stop screaming and then flips it on him yeah. and cattle prods him in the face to which the guy gives out a comical yeah 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 <laughs> so it, it I mean talk about all of the things that take you out of the moment of a movie well, why are we suddenly in Roger Rabbit <laughs> this movie has a bunch of these random like quick scenes that are comical but there's no comedy in this movie nope no it's played completely straight ah uh, so we've we've beat this level of bad guys this is going down like a video game right now it's like beat a bunch of bad guys in a room move to the next room yeah you know you keep comparing it to die hard and you're accurate but w- one thing about die hard that kept it sort of from becoming stale was that everything felt different and there was an energy, a different kind of energy in all the scenes. This movie is watch a scene, rewind, watch it again. That's all it is. Oh, yeah. Every, Every, everything plays yep. the same. It's the same beats of the action. You know what's going to happen. You know, action, 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 peril, save, action, action. It's the same stuff. And every scene takes place in the same room, it looks like. Yeah. So nothing ever changes. Nope. 100%. We make it to the front door, but they cannot escape for it has been chained closed. <laughs> <laughs> Bikers of America unite. <laughs> uh, here we have this very awkward but maybe loving moment where uh, HBK wants to slam his arm into the door because he's a mutant and that's his superpower. <laughs> and Miz stops him and they hold each other's faces in silence and look in each other's eyes for yeah. an extremely long time. Yeah. They might be in love. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, they're like, that's the energy this is giving off right now. And you know what? I was on board for it. That's, that's 100% good character development. Give me some of that. That's good. If that came out that they were like a, a, a former couple, that actually would have made this movie even more like investment of some kind of emotion. Yes. Talk talk about progressive filmmaking. You got your your female bad guy and now you got a, a, a gay former Marine couple. I'm, I'm into it. I've been great. But this, unfortunately, this moment is broken up because Tommy, the hobo with a shotgun, shows up again. <laughs> Completely forgot he existed. Thanks for re-entering the film. Sure did. But luckily for us, he shows up out of nowhere and fills us in on Maddie, a.k.a. Becky's entire backstory in this building. Yeah, how does he know that? Did did he, like, (laughs) interview her for a local paper? How the fuck does he know all this? They've been here for a week, so time doesn't make sense in this movie now. Nope. And the fact that he knows so much, in my head, if this was a better movie, I'm like, he's in with them? Like, that's why he got to stay? No, nope, it's just lazy. It's just lazy filling us in. Yeah, I, and, and and honestly, it's also unnecessary filling us in because we all of this has been very clearly inferred, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, so Tommy brings them in. He's hiding uh, the three of them. Uh, Luke needs to get some surgery done on his wound, so it's time for some good old-fashioned Marine uh, medical assistance from the EMT. Yeah, but Kramer, first of all, thank you for reminding me he's an EMT. I forgot that. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's important for what's coming up. But uh, Jake, is it Jake or Jack? It's Jake. Jake keeps saying, <laughs> Jake keeps saying, we need to get you to a hospital. Stop being so stubborn. And Luke's like, oh yeah, I know I need help. But what the fuck is he talking about? Luke's not being stubborn. They can't get to a hospital. <laughs> the They're under lot. siege right now. What are you talking about? <laughs> this isn't a matter of stubbornness. There's bad guys. <laughs> 
I didn't understand he, it. He is he is blaming this all on him. <laughs> and this is one of those those great scenes where they have to cauterize a wound with uh, gunpowder. Yeah. That I've seen in other movies. Also during this scene, Tommy offers HBK a drink, and he says he doesn't drink alone. So HBK does a, a shot with him. So. Uh, HBK's off the wagon now. Oh, boo. <laughs> Low blow. <laughs> that's that's Jerry Lawler heel work. Come on, be better. <laughs> I can't be better. This is my heel episode, remember? That's true. What's also weird about that, too, is Tommy's like, I don't drink alone. So HBK is shotgunning vodka, and Tommy has a beer. Look <laughs> what the fuck is that? Especially he has a warm beer. Probably yeah. found it in the brewery, just laying around. It's been there for like 45 years. It's the worst beer he could find. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we go back to the basement where Becky is mad that the uh, gang is pretty inept, so uh, she just starts slitting some throats. Yeah, you know what? Killing her own men seems like a really bad idea. Like, they need yeah, all the help they can get. Yeah, and morale probably really takes a dip there. <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny? Again, we haven't seen the other movies, so fuck you. But in the Marine One, if you recall, they also were trying to establish that the leader was unhinged and would kill his own men. So I wonder if there are actually parallels that they're trying to create between Becky Lynch and, and Robert Patrick. I feel like every Marine movie is secretly is trying to set up the one time, the eventual return of John Cena to the yeah. franchise. So that's why keep... they got to keep it going. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he'll, he'll come back. His career will falter. He'll come back. <laughs> the grand plan was to have an Avengers level Marine movie where all of the <laughs> Marines come together. They all show their ID cards to the bad guys right at the beginning. Uh, except for Ted DiBiase Jr. Ooh. <laughs> that's the one we should be watching right now. <laughs> Uh, we get some more sneaking around. It lasts for about 30 seconds before they get found again, and the Miz and them escape just by knocking shelves over. <laughs> yeah, that's classic uh, library bookshelf pushing. And now we're outside. I don't know how the hell we got outside. I thought this place was locked down. Yeah, no. It, well, it is locked down unless you try the doorknobs. Kramer, can I ask a <laughs> medical question of you? Yes, you may ask a medical question. I have a degree. So they did that that fancy cauterizing wound thing on him, which was kind yeah. of cool. It like flared up. It looked kind of neat. Uh, the uh, the metal rod went through his entire body. Correct. And they never sealed up the back wound. Did you notice that? No, no. Yeah, no, he's bleeding out from the back. Uh, he's severely infected right now. <laughs> uh, that struck me as poor EMT work from The Miz. <laughs> and I'm only realizing this now because, as I said for earlier, I forgot he was an EMT. <laughs> no one said he was a good EMT. Yeah, he's fair. just an EMT. That's fair. So we get outside for a... Because evidently there's a tunnel that goes to, there's an entrance to a tunnel system that's in the backyard of this brewery underneath an abandoned car or something. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> Kramer, we were in Die Hard. What movie have we stumbled into now? <laughs> uh, the Sylvester Stallone tunnel movie? No, we've stumbled into another Oregon classic, The Goonies. Oh, we have. You're right. <laughs> 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 oh man, that'd be great if there was all traps and, and pirates yeah, down pi below. Uh, octopus from deleted scenes, great. Oh man, now <laughs> better movie. Yes, it is a better movie. <laughs> uh, so we got this shootout going down. It's I, we're oh yes, we're allowed to use guns now, everybody. Just so you know, yeah. we've been given the okay. What that the didn't last long. <laughs> and they're not they're not like using precision weaponry. They are just machine gunning everywhere around this girl. Shotguns, so. machine guns, yep. just spraying it everywhere. Yep. Uh, during the shootout, there is this amazing moment where they do the thing where uh, HBK throws a propane tank to shoot, 
but clearly he wasn't physically able to dive that day, I guess, or something. Yeah, yeah. Because he just slowly leans over to the right, and then they clearly cut to a stuntman jumping. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of stuntman with HBK ponytail going on, yeah. Uh, of course, during the shootout, Tommy Hobo with a shotgun is killed, unfortunately, but he dies knowing that he's done something good again, so... Redemption arc? I don't know. He, he gets hit in the stomach because they didn't have, like, money for wounds, I guess. So it's just like he's pressing a blood pack. So you see, like, blood squeezing out. And my thought was, why did we introduce and kill this character? Like you said, <laughs> it's not a redemption arc. I don't know what's going on. Uh, it's just because they needed another body, I guess, on the good guy's side? I don't did know. Did they, though? Did they? Well, they don't. Coming up. Spoiler. <laughs> Can I ask a, another? Fo- I'm asking a lot of questions of you. Maybe you it's are. Beca- maybe it's because I didn't see the rest of the franchise. But why is this movie the Marine? <laughs> like we talked about this with the Marine One. None of this stuff is Marini. I don't understand. It's so bizarre. It's just like they're using it as a conduit for bland action. Yeah, it's just a. I think it's just one of those deals where it's like a term that people that like action movies would be like, yeah, Marine, action, do it. I guess. It's so it's so weird, though. Like, this is not something a Marine would be involved in. You know, I, I'm curious to see the other ones because the EMT stuff sounds moderately more interesting. This one is so, like, diehard ripoff that it doesn't, the Marine part doesn't even make sense. No, and also, it should be plural. There's two. Yeah. Also, why is it called Close Quarters? The fuck is going on there? Well, we're outside now. It's definitely not Close Quarters. Yeah. Well, we're about to go into a tunnel, so yeah, fair yeah, enough. That's Close Quarters again. Back in the corners. <laughs> <laughs> Close the corners. Uh, so they are now underground. They've escaped for a little bit. They're in this extremely extravagant tunnel system that we get a half-assed backstory as to why it exists. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Uh, there's a quick cut back to the courtroom drama that no one gives a shit that we've all forgotten about at this point. Best part of this cutback scene is that they're in the deliberation room and the girl's father's like, no, he's definitely not guilty. I, ca- I can't. I have to hang the jury or whatever. And one of the other assholes on the jury is like, come on, man. It's been a 13 day trial on board. This was a triple homicide. Do you know how short a 13 day tri- <laughs> like the OJ trial was like six months <laughs> or something. 13 days this guy's complaining about being sequestered for. <laughs> I've spent longer in quarantine recently than that. <laughs> uh, and these other mobs, these other, I'm sorry, not mobsters, the other jurors are just like, the one woman's like, hey, you don't want your daughter out there with this kind of guy on the street, do you? <laughs> I think she I might I don't be know. In- we never even met the guy. Yeah, I might be, I think she might be in on it. <laughs> uh, so we're in the tunnels yay uh, Sarah says that they need to turn off their flashlights they look for sunlight fucking stupid which is great because they turn off their flashlights but it's a movie set so nothing changes for the viewer <laughs> yes, exact same it looks lighting. exactly the same yes <laughs> uh, during this time they run into a woman in the tunnels who we as the viewer know is Katrina Becky's right hand woman but they just find her randomly down there and believe that she is just a random person living in the in the tunnels. Yes, this is known as Hans Grubering, of course. <laughs> yep, they just got Grubered. <laughs> what, what, what's what's the name he goes by? Bill Clay. That's that's what that's uh, what this is. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't shoot me, man. Oh, I love that scene. Oh God, now I'm gonna watch Die Hard today. Yeah, no, we probably should. <laughs> uh, obviously, our heroes are being led into a trap. 
why uh, would they follow her? Very long. <laughs> but yeah, but why would they follow her? It's the dumbest thing ever. Like, hey, she's not trying to kill us right now. Let's follow her. What are you fucking stupid? What are you? <laughs> They, they find out it's a trap because her cell phone rings, and they're like, hey, you don't have a cell phone. How is she getting reception in tunnels? <laughs> what is going on? It would not be ringing. <laughs> uh, so they fighting ensues after they've been trapped after about 30 seconds in this tunnel. These are these guys are bad at this. No, it's, it's so bad. <laughs> uh, Becky arrives. She gets Sarah. They run off with Sarah. HBK gets to fight Katrina, and Miz gets to fight the giant guy. Uh, he <laughs> he breaks the giant guy's necks with some rope. Sure. Katrina gets punched. I don't think he kills her, though. I think he just punches her out. I don't remember. Yeah, and we never see her again, so. Yeah, she's not dead. She no, could she's be back fine. for the Marine 7. Yeah, <laughs> she's doing good. She's going to go kill the Sarah. <laughs> the... Yeah. Uh, so now another shootout erupts down here in the pits. Again, we don't care about not shooting anymore. Down in the tunnel. And we get our third or fourth time, I haven't brought it up before, but in this movie, where Miz and HBK look at each other and go to one of their, hey, remember that time in stories as a strategy? Yeah, it's this is such, I hate this shorthand in movies. It, it's like so, it's, it's so cliched at this point in filmmaking that it just drives me nuts. I mean, we just did Tag Team, the pilot. That was from like 30 years ago, and they do the same gag. With yep. a team of heroes. It drives me nuts. It's so cheesy. So, all right, everyone buckle in, because shit's about to get real emotional. Yeah, yeah. Jake's been shot in the stomach during this shootout. Lots of gut maze. shots. Lots of gut shots. Lots of gut movie. shots. Well, it's because they saved all their money for what's about to happen. <laughs> the Miz looks at HBK, and they just kind of know what's about to happen. Mm-hmm. And the Miz gets up with his guns and just runs full on at the bad guys shooting and getting shot the fuck up. Yep. Heart, chest, stomach. The Miz is just exploding in every direction. Blood. <laughs> yes. yes. Everywhere. And I'm watching this movie going, like, that's the fucking Marine. Yeah. Honestly, this was one of the most surprising things we've encountered on our show. <laughs> I was floored by this. Now, now looking back, as we were saying, the, the Miz is not a huge part of the script of this movie. So it kind of makes sense, I guess. But when you're watching it, this is kind of crazy. <laughs> this is. This isn't supposed to happen in one of these type of movies. No. Also kind of crazy is that it was very clear that the Miz knew he was going to die because of the gut shot. And he was doing this to give uh, Luke time to get away. And Luke stands there and watches the Miz get shot 40 times. You're supposed to be running, asshole. Go. <laughs> Luke Luke blew this. You might as well have had Luke just stand there going, hey, wait. Wait, what? What are you doing? Are you do- no. <laughs> I needed more help, not that. Ah. <laughs> Idiot. Idiot. <laughs> so Miz gets shot the fuck up. He's kneeling on the ground, bleeding everywhere. Becky comes up and sticks a knife in his heart. Yeah, just to really nail it home. <laughs> yep. That's right, everyone. Miz, the star of four Marine films, as we've seen, <laughs> has died. This is The shots of the Miz like, near death are amazing. Like He's like... Have, he looks. He looks like one of the zombies from Pro Wrestlers vs. Zombies. With like he a bad does. Makeup. Oh my god, he did. Yeah, it's, it's really. It looks like Kurt Angle zombie. It's really bad. This might have hit more if we had seen the previous films, but we didn't. I, honestly, Kramer, I don't think it would have hit more. <laughs> how does how does how does Becky send him off? What does what does she say? Goodbye, Marine. 
because again, they just like needling Marines. I don't. <laughs> why do they hate the Marines? I don't get it. <laughs> uh, I can't tell if these films were pro-Marine or anti-Marine. The way yeah, they... I, I don't know what we're supposed to take away from this that these people love bad mouthing the Marines. Uh, so Becky escapes with Sarah. Uh, HBK, he's pretty mad now. I wish this is where the movie ended, but it keeps going. And HBK now hulks up into super revenge mode and becomes a superhero (laughs) the rest of this movie. Yep. It's absurd. Becky escapes with the rest of the bad guys. They're getting to their getaway boat because this, again, a Marine movie that takes place at the docks. (laughs) But see, that at least makes sense. The Marines have some, you know, water training. That would have made more sense. (laughs) Yeah. Um, The getaway boat is literally a ferry that you would rent to take to, like, the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, didn't understand that at all. I guess they were. Is this all that was available? I guess they they were they commandeered a tour boat of the uh, brewery or something. I don't know. I don't know. It's bizarre, especially because when they get on the boat, there's signs like "Hold the handrail while going upstairs." <laughs> it's clearly a ferry. This is a really bad Irish mob. They must be like broke or something. <laughs> <laughs> they rented this ferry. They don't even own it. Yeah. They just they got to get it back by a certain time. <laughs> During this chaos, we also find out that the uh, jury is done and that it's a hung jury and the leader of the Irish mob of Oregon has been set free, I guess. I don't know. Yes. But also, Becky reveals she was never going to let Sarah go in the first place. (gasps) (laughs) That was me being surprised. Did you miss that? Uh, I got it. Okay. That was was me in silence like, yeah, I I figured that. (laughs) Uh, So the boat's pulling away and... Shawn Michaels appears and in full superhero style just starts gunning down like the remaining 15 mob guys. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like headshots. <laughs> and running alongside this boat as it's leaving. This So first of all, we get to see like Shawn Michaels, actual Shawn Michaels running. He can't move anymore. He just, <laughs> he, you can tell he can't, like he can barely walk. You can tell. So, th- so he's, he's giving it his all, A for effort. But then when they cut to the long shots of the character next to the boat, it's clearly like an Olympic-level athlete sprinting <laughs> at full speed. <laughs> uh, I just pictured the scenes where Sean's running, like, what he has to do. It's a lot of very Christian-approved swear words coming out of his mouth. <laughs> like, shoot, shoot, darn, shoot, ow. Mother's cookies, ow. Whatever it is. <laughs> Mother's cookies. <laughs> that sounds somewhat less Christian approved than actual curses. Uh, HBK gets himself on this boat after a giant leap for about a 20 foot leap from the shore to the boat. The, this this leap is beyond ridiculous. <laughs> it, I mean, 20 feet is probably generous. It, it's like the size of like a football field. He jumps. It's wild. Uh so here we are. It's the main event of WrestleMania, HBK versus <laughs> Becky Lynch. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd go see it. I would. Also, just so everyone knows, at this entire time, HBK's been wearing a shirt that says, like, Grandma's Home or something. Yeah. And he got... It's not a good joke, but for some reason, this is the punchline where she goes, nice shirt. Okay. Yeah, I don't... Not, no, di- didn't, didn't enjoy that joke at all. No, and this fight, there's not much to it. <laughs> No, I mean, it's fine. This is really the only time we get to see Becky fight. And it's fine. You know, they're, it's pretty cool. She's holding her own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, H- uh, HBK attaches her to a rope, to an anchor, and that's something he learned from the Miz, he says, I guess. I don't know. Well, the Miz used the rope to kill the big guy earlier. And I guess I know, Sean but he was wasn't watching. paying attention. Why but would ma- he know? He was fighting Cat. Listen, Kramer. 
you fuck. This probably happened in one of the other movies, <laughs> and that's why we don't get it. <laughs> uh, so, for everyone wants to know, Becky is attached to a rope and an anchor and is about to die like Jason did in Friday the 13th Part 6. That's correct. <laughs> it even kind of so, filmed the same way. <laughs> it's filmed from below. Yeah. I'm assuming in Marine 7, two <laughs> teens having sex accidentally hit her body in an electrical wire and bring her back to life as she travels to Manhattan. Oh my God, Kramer. That's why that new project is called Jet Ski. It's some it's code it's Marine Seven Jet Ski. You just cracked it. James Nunn is coming back. Oh, James Nunn. The James Nunn films. Uh, he also has Dave Batista in all of his movies. Hey, that's good for us. Uh, and then this movie just kind of ends with the police showing up, being pretty okay that HBK just killed a hundred people. Yeah, they're like, so you uh, murdered all these people? He's like, yeah, most of them. Yeah, no, they, they don't even like really hold him for questioning or anything. He's just <laughs> they're like, we'll see you standing, later, bro. leaning against a car. They they bring Sarah's dad to the crime scene. That's a bad idea. You don't. Why yeah. would you do that? Yeah, they bring him to the crime scene, but then also they're like, "Don't worry, we're gonna redo the trial." Okay. <laughs> I I feel like the the mob boss would have already left town after that. It's so funny that the, the movie makes a timeline of like the jury has to be hung by X time, and then blows past the timeline for some reason. Usually in these movies, the, the deadline is when things need to be resolved. In this one, they go past it, and everything's not resolved. <laughs> <laughs> they they get... We, we, we basically end with the Miz's body being rolled out on a gurney, so Shawn Michaels can unzip it, look him in the face, and go, Semper Fi. That's right. And then Kramer... And then... <laughs> yes. No, no, no. no. But before you, I know what you're going to do. Before you get to that... They put the Miz's body into an ambulance and then put the sirens on and speed away. What is their hurry? <laughs> He's fucking dead. <laughs> uh, because that's how any EMT that dies is celebrated by his fellow EMTs. Oh, it's like a 21 gun salute. <laughs> yes, you get driven around with the siren on one last time. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. I hope that that's true. I'm going to Google that. <laughs> <laughs> and now... To end this film properly, we have a montage of all of your favorite Miz scenes from the previous four Marine films. <laughs> so many spoilers. Set to the worst fart rock, just <laughs> this man's a hero <laughs> type song that, is that you've is. ever heard. This is so wild. I mean, <laughs> it's it's so, is there a culture of people, and hopefully they listen to our show, but is there a culture of people who like lived and died by the exploits of the Mrs. Marine character that we get a music video celebration of his life at the end. Yeah. Like this is wild. This is like, th this is probably just this on YouTube and it probably has a bunch of views and a bunch of comments under it of like crying and hearts and broken hearts. <laughs> Some asshole has a Jake tattoo. <laughs> This movie, to some people, is like how we feel about, like, I don't know, Han Solo dying. <laughs> right, <yeah>. Spoiler. <laughs> it is one of the most bizarre, like, I've never seen a franchise end with a montage of the greatest moments of this character. Uh, you know what? I, I don't think I have either. <laughs> That's actually a good point. We reserved that for the Marine. And not just any Marine. The third guy to be the Marine. 
That's true. It's not even the original. <laughs> nope. And clearly, this movie existed to hand off the franchise to HBK. So we are actually... You know how most movies will hand off a franchise to, like, a younger person? We're going forward <laughs> for some reason. This is the Benjamin Button of uh, franchise handoffs. Yes. Like, the Marine 7 was going to be more HBK. I actually was wondering about that. You know what? Like, obviously, they never made a seventh, and they probably won't at this point. But that's that's what this movie is structured to be. This is the next guy's stepping up movie. It's really weird. Yeah, like you would think if this was the case, I don't know who it would have been at the time, but like you would have had like some of the whatever the next guy in line to be the WWE films guy would be doing this movie. I don't know who it would have been. Ziggler, Rollins. Yeah. Oh, Ziggler had his shot. <laughs> That's true. Okay. I mean, we're we're just talking about this this aspect of the movie now, but the movie ends with a tribute montage to the Miz. But if that's what you wanted, why not have him die fighting the ba- the main bad guy? Like him and Lynch get drowned together or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. He dies yeah. long before the climax of the movie, which is even weirder. Like, would he still be a hero if he died and then HBK also died right after that and, and then Becky Lynch won? I don't think so. You don't get a montage then. <laughs> that's true, yeah. The montage would have been uh, Becky murdering the Sarah's family. <laughs> 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 And what's amazing, too, is I look this up, and people actually had a discussion about this movie at one point, about is this either a resetting of the franchise? Are they going to redo it and have Sean be the lead now? Are we starting over again? There was discussion about this film at some point. you know, then I guess James Nunn did his job. He got people talking about it. Oh, God. Well, I think we're done talking about it. (laughs) (laughs) Ignorance is bliss. Alrighty, now it is time for Ignorance is Bliss. This is the portion of the show where we ask people to explain the movies to us, but they only get to know the title and the name of the wrestlers who were in it. So we got a few entries this time. Steve wrote in to tell us that Close Quarters is a dumb name for a movie, which we agree with. And he said all he's picturing is that arcade game where the metal bar pushes quarters close to the edge, and if you knock them over, you get all the money. So... I guess he thinks this is an arcade movie. I don't know. I don't know, but I like that. I like that he put that together. That would be fun. (laughs) Um, And then we got another entry from Tim who just skirted the assignment completely and simply asked, there's six of these movies? So (laughs) thanks for contributing. (laughs) And yes, there are six. (laughs) And we have watched two. (sighs) It's like I'm actually like shaking with rage after doing this for an hour. (laughs) And of course, Kramer, I spoke to my father about what the Marine 6 Close Quarters was about. So let's let's hear his thoughts, then we'll get your take afterwards. Hey, Dad. Hello, Chris. Good afternoon. Good afternoon to you as well. <laughs> so today's movie is called The Marine 6 Close Quarters, and it stars the wrestlers The Miz and Becky Lynch. What do you think The Marine 6 Close Quarters is about? Well, obviously a sequel. Um, uh, let's let's hope they don't go past ten, but uh, because the plot's got to be got to be getting thinner and thinner as we go along. So, so thin plots. What do you think this plot is? Basically, same the same the, the same thing. It's just a different um, different scenario. So when you say same thing, r- remind me what you think the uh, the Marine series 
plot is. Well, she, she's actually coordinating, uh, <laughs> you know, the Marines. When you say she, who who do you mean? The main character. The one of the one of the wrestlers, the Miz. Yes, actually, the Miz. Yes. Okay, <laughs> I I said that there was a second wrestler in this one as well, Becky Lynch. What what role do you think Becky Lynch plays? She's actually one of the Marines at this time. Okay, so you think the Miz is the coordinator, right, behind the scenes? Yes. And you say the uh, the Miz has been in a bunch of these movies playing that character. Yes. Okay, and Becky Lynch is now added to the team. Is she the Marine that's in the title? Yes. Takes a different dynamic. And do you think there's um, any interaction between uh, the, the Miz and Becky Lynch in, in the movie that makes it different from previous movies? Yes, it does. There's, there is, um, well, I guess I'm going to put woman, woman to woman. There is, um, it's a different um, scenario. Mm-hmm. In what way is it, is it different than the previous movies? Well, how they, how they relate to each other. And that's because... Because it's two women. Okay, so you're saying because The Miz and Becky Lynch are both women that it makes the dynamic of a Marine and a sort of ops person, they interact differently than The Miz as a woman would have interacted <laughs> with Marines in previous movies? Yes. So this we're up to Marine 6 at this point. When do you think this franchise started? How long ago was The Marine 1, say? I would say it's... Probably five years ago. Five years. So you think they're up to the Marine Six? <laughs> so you think the Marine Six is a, is basically a brand new movie? Yeah, I mean they they turn them out like uh, you know, clockwork. <laughs> how many how many Marine movies do you think there are in total? I would say hopefully this is the last one. <laughs> oh, okay. You're you're tired. You're tired of the franchise. <laughs> I would be anyway. Yes. <laughs> tired of these phone calls. Yes. <laughs> that's, de- that's definitely part of it so main takeaway wow. is that my dad still thinks the Miz is a woman yep which means that he didn't listen to the, <laughs> the episode we covered <laughs> where it was revealed that the Miz is not a woman um he also he i i, I want to try and get to the bottom of this he imagines that marines have like like a director behind the scenes like in their ear all the time and that's he who he thinks, imagines the Miz is playing. I don't know. He thinks this might be a Charlie's Angels reboot, right? Yeah, or, or like, or like, like a behind the scenes of like a daytime talk show when there's that director with the headset, like cut to camera yeah. three. Like it's that's Gelman? who he thinks. He thinks Gelman is running this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he thinks he thinks the Miz is a woman playing that character. I didn't, honestly, because I didn't know what this movie was about, I didn't know Shawn Michaels had that big of a part, so I didn't even include him in the prompt. <laughs> I'll be honest, I didn't, just didn't. You mean the real Marine of the yeah, Marine? That's that's on me. But my dad also tiptoeing around the fact that he didn't want to say there were two, there was a woman couple in the movie. <laughs> was trying to figure out how to say that without saying it, woman to woman. That's just very cringy there, hearing my dad say that. <laughs> I like that your father feels that franchises should max out at 10. Like that's where it's, that's the end point for <laughs> yes. any good franchise. <laughs> yes. And and that really tickled him too, to notice that he said that. And then I'm just sitting there calmly and he's laughing for the next minute and a half about it. <laughs> oh God. Those are always great. Um, also, I would just like to mention real quick that while your father is on the show, my father listens to the show, okay. and my father has asked me to request that you thank your father for his phone calls. 
Um, well, you, you know what? <laughs> he first of all, your dad can submit to our toll-free hotline if he if he wants to communicate with the show. Second of all, I feel that I'm doing my dad a favor having him on the show. It's it's, it's, it's giving him a new lease on life. He's got fans hey, across the world you, now. Yeah, you're keeping your father relevant. <laughs> That's right. That's right. He's, <laughs> his podcast failed 35 years ago, so <laughs> we're bringing him back. <laughs> uh. And that was ignorance is bliss. You know what? Thank your father for contributing as well. How about that? I'll do that. <laughs> yeah, we thank all the fathers. <laughs> That's right. Our, our fathers. Forget WrestleMania. This is our Father's Day special. <laughs> a, few, a few months early. <laughs> all right, Chris. Are you ready to put the final review on this with the three count? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> all right. <laughs> First, is it a wrestling movie? Um, this is, this is a weird one. I, I'm gonna say no. Got three wrestlers, and some of the hand-to-hand stuff vaguely resembles wrestling, but I'm gonna say no. This is not a wrestling movie. I am with you on that. This is a no. It is not a wrestling movie. It's chock full of wrestlers, and like you said, same with my notes. Very little wrestling maneuvers going on, which is weird for these because usually somebody works in their moves. They didn't even get a super kick. Yeah, not even a super kick. Becky does her roundhouse kick to the midsection spot on Sean. And one of the goons randomly does a double underhook suplex, which was wild. He's not even one of the wrestlers, which is one of the random goons. So, but no, not, not, not a wrestling movie. Number two, is it a good movie? So listen, listen, we made fun of it. It's dumb. I don't think it's that bad. I mean, I think it's probably better than the other Marine we watched, the John Cena one, to be honest with you. You mean the only other one we watched? It's weird, and it's derivative, and it's repetitive. I don't think it's honestly that bad, <laughs> I'm going to be honest. It's not good. I don't think it's good. I think the three wrestlers in question are actually pretty solid, but everything they have to work with is bad. I mean, there, there might be some truth to that. I, I think the fact that I am inclined to like these three people, and they're pretty good, really does help it. But to me, this is kind of like countdowny. Like, I didn't think Countdown was that bad either. You know, I was expect maybe because I was expecting it to be worse. Maybe it's better than I thought it would be. I, I I will say though, it blew my mind that you told me that this was during Becky's steampunk phase, because it felt like current Becky, and now that like really adds a little something to it. Yeah, it 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 does. This was probably filmed what twenty seventeen or so. So yeah. So where on the card is this movie going? I'm gonna put this strongly in the uh, mid to upper mid card. I I think it's a. Uh... I think it's a pretty decent entry. It's also very short. It goes by pretty quickly despite being repetitive because there's just so, you know, you just shut your brain off. You know, we talked about this. These movies where you have to, like, work hard and they're not good, like, I don't know, fucking interrogation. (laughs) Those really hurt. This one, it's it's just such, like, a clean, like, you know exactly what you're getting. It doesn't stray from that. There's some some decent dumb stuff in it. So I'm going to put it in the mid to upper mid card. Nice, nice. Uh, I'm going to give the standard answer I give that makes you angry because it blows the entire system apart. Oh, great. <laughs> I am going to make this a main event movie. Whoa. Wow. This is a main event movie because we are in the middle of the retirement match for the legendary Jake Carter, the Marine. <laughs> and he is only going out in the main event. His big match against the young upcomer, Luke Trapper. <laughs> Jake takes the pinfall, takes off those boots, leaves them in the ring, standing ovation, tears, hugging, off into the distance, play the montage, main event. 
that montage does play like a like 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 a like a like a, like a hall of, of fame, fame induction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it does. <laughs> That's pretty good. All right, fair enough. You know what? Honestly, I'm pretty close to that too. For for, for the type of st- show we do, this is pretty close to a main event. I can't argue with you. <laughs> I mean, especially with all that talent in this one movie. <laughs> yeah, no, th- th- you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Fair enough. We I think we agree mostly on all of that. Well, you know what? Now that the three counts over, it's time for a WrestleMania caliber swerve. Ooh. This is the swerve. Okay. So, Sacco, it's WrestleMania season. It's one of the biggest, most important times of the year for us. That's right. One of the biggest things about WrestleMania is how much we love celebrity involvement at WrestleMania. You got Johnny Knoxville, Jake Paul this year. Past years, Willie Nelson and Leslie Nielsen. (laughs) Great. (laughs) All of them have had places at the grandest stage of them all. So we are going to be combining the classic Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon with WrestleMania. Oh, boy. And we're going to be playing One Degree of WrestleMania. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm going to give you a match made up of celebrity names. These celebrities have appeared in film or television with wrestlers who actually competed in the main event at WrestleMania in that match. So I will give you a celebrity match. You tell me what match I'm really talking about from WrestleMania history. I'll do my best. All of these matches will have been main events, though, in WrestleMania. Okay, that's going to help. So that'll slim it down for you. Yes, because there's only been like 40 at this point. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Our first big match. Oh, yeah, well, 40, but like half of them starred the same like six people. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Our first match, this main event, is Christopher Lloyd taking on Ed O'Neill inside a steel cage. (laughs) I get it now. Um, (laughs) So this is uh, Hulk Hogan versus King Kong Bundy? Correct. See? You got it. I gave you a little easy one at first. Yeah, I like it. Next up, Michael Rappaport (laughs) versus Kevin Hart versus Shia LaBeouf versus Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, first of all, when you said Michael Rapport, all I thought of was him in a hot tub <laughs> drinking, <laughs> uh, drinking booze. I'm I'm serious. This is really my head is spinning trying to keep these names in my head. So it's 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 Rapaport, LaBeouf, right? What are the other two? Kevin Hart and Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> so that's Triple H versus The Rock, correct? Versus <laughs> Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Jesse Ventura. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, yeah that, the big Rock Triple H Jesse Ventura match. <laughs> Rock Triple H, uh, Mick Foley. Correct. And what was that last actor, the one I haven't connected? <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, God, it's what has he been in? Who was the other one in that main event? This is the one that Jericho got kicked out of, right? This was the, I'll give you the WrestleMania, WrestleMania 2000. Oh, crap. The Battle of the McMahons. I just saw this one not long ago. I can't remember who. Oh, is it Angle? Is it Kurt Angle? No. It was the big show. Oh, crap. Yeah. Jingle yeah. all the way. Yeah. Yeah. You told me. See? Because I've never seen the first one. So. <laughs> oh, you never saw the first one. And you're giving me a hard time about Marine 6. You never saw Jingle all the way. That's because the Marine 6 is not a standalone sequel. Oh, it's a now we're starting thing. to see who the real heel is. Yeah. It's you. Go. Next one. These are very hard. Go. <laughs> I I think they're fun. Al Pacino versus Damon Waynes. Holy. First time those two have ever been mentioned in the same sentence. 
<laughs> in the history of the world, Al Pacino and Damon Wayne. This is honestly, this is we should play this game with my dad because this is remarkably <laughs> hard. Damon Wayne's and Al Pacino. Can't be f- easy for WrestleMania. Who is in an Al Pacino movie? I I, I can't even fathom who this could be. I'm going to say, geez, Bam Bam Bigelow and Lawrence Taylor. You are correct. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you got it. The main event of WrestleMania 11. Wow. I that was Honestly, that was a shot in the dark. <laughs> yep, you got it. Damon Wayans and Bam Bam in Major Pain. Al Pacino and LT on every, any given Sunday. Oh, that's true. Okay. Yeah, no. Yeah, I got lucky. I didn't know that. <laughs> you got it. You know, you didn't get lucky. You did it on your own, and I'm proud of you. <laughs> I'm almost as proud as the next match where Shelly Duvall went one-on-one with Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> so Shelly Duvall, oh, see, this could go a few ways, right? Uh, can. Kelsey Grammer, God. <laughs> this is so hard. <laughs> so hard. It's actually hurting my brain. Um, so it's Edge. <sighs> Who is Shelly Duvall? Who did Edge main event with? Is it is it Cena? Is it Edge and John Cena? It is not. Crap. It it is Edge, who starred with Kelsey Grammer in Money Plane. That's right. Still don't think that's a real movie. <laughs> Taking on The Undertaker, who was in Suburban Commando. Oh wow! See, I no, that's a good poll. I forgot that Shelley Duvall was in that. Actually, I I wouldn't have gotten it anyway. Let, let's be clear. But <laughs> and that was from WrestleMania 24. Yeah. All right, next one. I think you'll get this one just from the match setup, but I like this one. We have Neil Flynn, a.k.a. the janitor from Scrubs, <laughs> versus Adam Sandler with special enforcer Bradley Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's that's very complicated. Um, all right, so the janitor is obviously Shawn Michaels. <laughs> um, Adam C. Sandler, he's connected to a lot of these guys. So I got to try and remember who's in that special enforcer. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, this is easy. So it's uh, uh, Mike Tyson is the enforcer and it's Stone Cold. Correct. Right. I forgot that Stone Cold was in that movie with Sandler. I forgot. Everyone was in that movie. Right. You could do yeah. that movie for about five different wrestlers. Yes, that's correct. Next up, Paul Giamatti versus Mark Wahlberg versus Soli Moonfry. Um... So I'm pretty sure I'm going to take a stab here. First instinct is that this is Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair. You are correct. Yeah. You know what it is? It's Giamatti. <laughs> it's because of billions. It's a, it's, <laughs> it's always Giamatti. Yeah, it's Giamatti. It's easy. <laughs> Mania 35. Yep. Ronda was in that awful Mark Wahlberg mile 22. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And then Charlotte Flair appeared on the Punky Brewster reboot. Did she really? Yes. Oh, cool. I thought about watching that, but then didn't. Yeah, it's fine. She actually plays Charlotte Flair. <laughs> Isn't Charlotte filming a movie? Hasn't she been filming? Uh, Is the... she? I think she was doing the Walking Tall reboot, right? Is she? Oh, man, now I'm excited, and that we will be covering when it happens. Yes, yes. And finally, the main event of our Celebamania. <laughs> Toby Maguire versus Kermit the Frog. <laughs> Toby Maguire. <laughs> Kermit the Frog. Okay, so you got to throw that one out right now because that could be any number of wrestlers ever. <laughs> Toby Maguire. It's it's going to hurt me that I don't know Toby Maguire's filmography as well as I thought I did. I think you're thinking too hard. Toby Maguire. 
Just gonna keep Toby Maguire. <laughs> just gonna keep saying it until it clicks. You know what? Why not? Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant. I am sorry, it is not. <sighs> but you are close. It was the mega powers explode. Toby Maguire versus Kermit the Frog. Oh crap! Bone saw. Man, that was savage. Easy. I told you that you were thinking too hard. Savage from Spider Man versus Hulk Hogan, the co-star in Muppets in Space. <laughs> <laughs> he was definitely on like the Muppet TV show way back in the day, too, probably. Oh, I'm sure he was. And that does it for Celebamania. You did okay. That was really hard. <laughs> you know what makes it hard, too, is that I don't, I, I don't have all of the post-WrestleMania, I don't know, 15 or so, I don't have all of those memorized. Like if you were just doing the first like you know dozen WrestleManias, I could tell you every match in order basically. Yeah, I know because half of them had Hogan in it. You know how many no. times I had to skip over because it just been another Hogan match. No, I don't mean the main events. I'm talking like the oh. entire card. I could basically name you top to bottom. <laughs> but fine, fine. You know what? I, I I liked it. It was fun. It was fun. You know what? You're right. It was fun, and it was better <laughs> than any game you've ever made up. Whoa! So <laughs> heel episode. <laughs> but with that being said. I think we've done the job for the Marine Six close quarters. What do we got on tap? So, Kramer, I think us doing this episode where you've betrayed me has been cathartic for me. I feel better about our partnership going forward. So, you know what? I've decided to to keep this going. So, as the listeners know, I like to reveal something about your life when I'm picking my movies. And this week, I'm going to tell everyone that you are a big-time pro football fan. So, you know, you got banners all over your rooms. You you have you collect jerseys from teams all across the league. I I have this right so far, right, Kramer? I uh, know, not even remotely close. It, it doesn't matter. So okay. I'm I'm doing I'm doing a bit. Just go with it. So okay. Yes, <laughs> I love the football. <laughs> go team. So for our, for our next movie, I've decided to highlight a sports film that crosses Ooh. over into professional wrestling, and this movie stars football legends such as Brett Favre, Coach Mike Holmgren. <laughs> Uh, the Karate Kid's Pat Morita. <laughs> Football legend Pat Morita? <laughs> Grammy Award winning artist. Maybe. I don't know. I'm making that part up. MC Hammer. <laughs> what the fuck is this movie? And of course, the one and only Reggie White. Because we will be watching the 1996 film Reggie's Prayer. What is this? Which co-stars No More BS. Paul White. What is this? <laughs> this isn't a thing. I, uh, for the listeners and you, this movie is available on the YouTube. So, uh. <laughs> so knock yourself out. I don't know if there are commercials. I don't think this is a TV movie, but <laughs> I am. Uh, so th- this is this is a lot of things. It's a wrestling. It's got a wrestler in it. It also probably I'm just going to assume ties into our secret Christian podcast. So. Uh. We're going to get in so much trouble on this one. <laughs> this one, when I found this one, uh, my head basically exploded. So I'm really excited to, <laughs> as a follow-up to our WrestleMania extravaganza, to dig up this one. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I don't, I'm excited, but also I don't, I think this is, I think this is a swerve. I think this doesn't exist. <laughs> well, I guess you'll find out when you type it into YouTube later. Uh, <laughs> I'm excited. So that does it for us here. Until Reggie's Prayer, the episode, you can subscribe to us uh, wherever you're listening now. Subscribing apparently does help. We're on all the big ones, some of the small ones. So just click that button. You can rate and review us there, too. You can also follow us on Instagram at movie.marks. We're going to probably post uh, Zombie Miz 
maybe HBK running, although I don't know, a still image might not be able to capture that. Maybe we'll make a GIF. Can we make GIFs? Uh, we can figure it out, probably. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll have one of the interns do it. They, they know how to do that stuff. All right, I'll call Mark. <laughs> so wait a minute, wait a minute. Our show is The Movie Marks. Our name isn't Mark, but our intern's name is Mark? <laughs> yeah, but he spells it with a Q. <laughs> Uh, we're on Twitter at movie underscore marks. If you have suggestions for movies we should cover like that, uh, who was it? Uh, Mike wrote in today to tell us to cover Ready to Rumble. Yep. Why don't you send us uh, some suggestions for movies that we haven't heard of? You can make fun of us. You can contribute to Ignorance is Bliss. That can all be done at themoviemarks at gmail.com. And of course, we are actively seeking corporate sponsorship of any kind. I don't even know what we could get plugged for this movie. Oh, uh, what? Oregon breweries? <laughs> I don't know. Sure. There's there's like 700 of them. So The, the ferry all, tour line. The, that <laughs> that Oregon ferry tour. Our goal is to one day have one of those movie marks bus tours through a city showing you all of the places where wrestlers have started movies. Hey, I could just do it in my in my in my town. We could do the dog <laughs> the dog wedding tour. <laughs> I could probably get uh the people from the pickle factory on. Oh, those are all our favorite pickles. <laughs> Uh, until next time, I'm Chris Sacco. I'm Chris Kramer, and we're the movie marks. Goodbye, brother. So long. Let me get this straight. You killed all these men? More or less. Your struggle here. Are you alright? No, 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 no. Hey. Hey, 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 Look at me, look at me. They're gonna kill us. No, they're not. We're not gonna let that happen, are we, Luke? No, probably not. You are the lucky one. You hang the jury, or we'll hang your girl. 